This is Full Coffers with your host, Phil and Tony Bugs from Abundant Harvest Christian Fellowship Ministries. And this week on Full Coffers, The Journey, Part 5. Well, we left everyone off with, we did get married, October 9th, 1982. Just want to flip back just a little bit, uh, talk about the summer leading up to that big day. After we got through the parent debacle, and uh, <laughs> um, unfortunately for me, um, did not improve my grades at U of M. And like Philip, I was act- academically dismissed from it. Um, I thought I could get my way through the second semester, and I didn't get a letter, so I enrolled in summer courses so that I could stay on campus, but uh didn't happen because within two weeks of me starting summer classes, the, the dreaded letter came in, and I had to pack my bags. And, and vacate the premises. <laughs> immediately. Um, it wasn't something that my mother was very happy with, and unfortunately, we had a little contention but my goal was I need to get a job because we needed to save because we were going to have a big day coming up. Yeah. And so as soon as I got home, within a week, God opened a door, and there was a summer program for um, low-income families that I was able to uh, acquire. And the odd thing about it, that job was located at the same place. Where I was being trained. <laughs> As a machinist. Right across the street from each other. You know, how's that for being born under a good sign? I mean, that mm-hmm. was that was just fun. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I worked there as a pretty much a gopher, but I didn't care. Um, and we were able to save money. We were able to see each other. By that time, Philip had purchased a car. It was a 1973 Ford Montego. New Mercury oh, yeah. Montego. <laughs> um, actually, during that time as well, um, this is during the winter months, um, we had started acquiring, I had started acquiring um, appliances for our new home. Yeah. Now, this is uh, this is in the winter months, had yeah. been January, February, and I am uh, had gone to this uh, used furniture place or resale f- place, I guess what they call it. They're not really I saw the advertisement it. in the TV <laughs> guide. <laughs> and so I went and I pick out this. It was a side-by-side refrigerator. That's what it was, And yeah. a stove. And we actually, I purchased it, but I had to ask my father, could I store it in our basement? Yeah. And uh, my father didn't have too much of a problem with it, but... I think in the back of his mind, he was saying, well, why are you ordering this stuff? Why are you getting this stuff so early? Well, um, Tony and I are always planners, and when we see something, we go ahead and go after it. So my thing was, we're getting married in October. It was a good deal. I'll go ahead and purchase it now and just store it so that when we get married, we could just move it all out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I was 20 years old. Um, I could probably carry a refrigerator underneath one arm and a stove underneath the other. <laughs> and he did. Um, but I did get it down in the basement. And, of course, my mom, I shouldn't say of course, mom was still having, um, getting comfortable with us getting married soon. And she would say things like, I don't want to, I, I want that stuff out of the way. I don't want it cluttering <laughs> up my basement. Yeah. You know, and, and, and while I say these things, um, I know my mother loved me. It was just her 
her way of trying to deal with changes that yes. was happening in her life. I mean, exactly. she was losing one of her children in her mind. Yeah. And I can only speculate, but I can only imagine as a parent myself, um, my children are saying, we want to start our own lives, and she's having a problem, or she's working through adjusting to this change in life. And the odd thing about it is Philip is the third of six. So, you know, you kind of think maybe the oldest would kind of go first, but, that was you know, that time period. Philip kind of stepped out of line a little bit. So, again, it was about accepting change. I mean, it, it came kind of unexpectedly. So, as a mother now, I get it. I, I do get it. So hopefully we will be a little better with our, well, I mean. The, our kids are our real. Kids. <laughs> Hurry up and get married. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Anywho. But uh, that summer was really, it was it was great because yeah, was. Uh, we would each work, you know, during the day. He would be in training at work. Right. And uh, he also worked at Kmart. So he was uh, uh, working a second job. The nights that he didn't have to work at Kmart, we would go and do wedding things. I remember going to uh, Creative or Creation Flowers. Oh, I yeah, think that's it's right. To pick out our flowers. Yeah, so we picked out yeah, flowers right. and we picked that's out right. rings. And yeah. it was just a wonderful summer. And we went downtown to the Renaissance yeah. to take our wedding invitation pictures. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. were thinking we were fancy smancy. We had uh, <laughs> invitations with our pictures on it, so Ooh. we took pictures. But it was just a marvelous it summer. Was. The only thing that was a little challenging was, again, not sounding like a broken record, all of the parents were yeah. having a difficult time adapting or accepting the inevitable. Um, when Philip and I had told both our parents that we were getting married, you know, we weren't doing it because we were rebellious or anything. Honestly, God paved the way for us to do this. I mean, everything that we were doing in terms of preparation, it was like slicing butter. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was just so smooth. It was falling together. And Tony and I, we didn't, we knew our financial situation. So we had always intended to keep it very simple. Right. Um, I think in, uh, we talked about what we would have at the wedding reception yeah. in the basement of the church. Cake and punch. Cake Get up out of there, man. <laughs> That was the way we were thinking. Even our invitations, uh, they were very um, frugal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we only ordered, I think, 200, I think it was. Yeah, it started out at 200. Right, And uh, my mother, I think both parents ordered a different set, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh But our wedding rings, they were solid gold bands. We had to put them in layaway because they were like $162 each. Each. I'm still wearing mine. I know, I know. <laughs> so everything we did, even though we were young, but everything we did was in moderation. Uh, we knew our limitations because, let's face it, we had to get a place to stay. That's right. We had to have rent. I mean, it was it was a lot. And making what, $4 an hour, I mean, I, I, it was just... Back then, it was yeah. it was going to be a challenge, yeah. but again, God opens so many doors, and probably I would say by August, I think it finally hit our parents. These idiots are getting ready to get married in two months. Because yeah. I, I, yeah, um, by that time, uh, they really were holding back, and I I say it like that, not I guess being in their brains, but. I didn't see a lot of forward movement with them helping us yeah. with anything. I think that they held back. I, well, I, I tipped my hand. It seemed as if no one got on board until 
I think it was a late summer when yeah. they recognized um, I had actually gotten a Yeah, you place. had graduated I, from the I program. I graduated from the program, and I actually moved into um, a, a, a uh, two-family flat, which happened to be right, right next, next door. Right next door to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually someone at our church who uh, owned property, and uh, he knew we were getting married, and uh, he... Um, rented a, a upstairs two-family flat. Mm-hmm. We rented from him. Um, but to the point, our parents started to see that we were serious, and with or without them, we were going to get married. Yeah, it wasn't no going back, well, Mom and Dad, can I have some money to do this? Oh, you know, no. If we oh, couldn't no. buy it ourselves, we then Tony without. and Philip wasn't going to get exactly it. Exactly right. Yeah. And again, it wasn't out of spite. It was just that Tony and I decided to start a life. Uh, with each other, with whatever it was we had, and we were going to make it. That's right. Uh, that was just determination. Um, we had a lot of support from the church. A lot of our friends were, of course, yeah. on board. Yeah. And um, it, it really uh, came together. So in August, when you graduated from the program, our parents decided, okay, these kids are going to do it. And they had a change of heart. And I, I thank God for that because um, we really wanted them to be a part of this day. We didn't want any contention or anything like that. So I know the Lord probably worked on all of the parents, and they they just came through. Um, your parents were wonderful in terms of uh, they got a vacuum cleaner for us. <laughs> um, they paid for our cake. We put a deposit down, and they paid for the balance of the cake. We didn't even know that. No, no. My mother had gotten income tax return that she had been saving, and she uh she and your mom talked to some of the ladies of the church, and they bought turkeys and ham. So it went from cake and punch <laughs> to, to <a> Thanksgiving f- <laughs> dinner, basically. <laughs> it really was. It really what. That's what it was. Yeah. And it changed from the basement of our church to downtown. My sister took music lessons, and they had a really, really beautiful. Um, uh, a hall that they would have recitals, and it, it was just it was just yeah, perfect. It really was. Uh, so we rented some tables and chairs, and we set them up. But you know, everything was just again falling into place when our parents finally got on board. Um, and again, I don't say finally as in they should have been all the way. I understand they had to go. It was a process yes, that they had to yes, go through. Again, yeah. and again, the beauty of it, God just touched everyone and. The, the women of the church, the mothers of the church, they each took a ham and a turkey and they cooked it. Uh, your mother made uh, oodles of rolls, <laughs> handmade rolls. Yeah, you know, Parker homemade. House yeast yeah, rolls by yeah. hand. I mean, yep. stuffing and turkey. And, and they they all got together and they did that for us because, let's face it, we were one of their own. Yeah, that's and, true. And um, we were preparing for this great day. Now, we, we purchased initially 200 invitations each of the families requested a little bit more, so probably about 250 went out. Okay, fast forward to October 9th. 9th and yes. Yeah. Um, Hold co- on. Go ahead. I have to give the parameters of the size okay. of the church. Okay. Okay. Uh, 12th Street Missionary Baptist Church in, in uh, 12th and Midland. Uh, probably its sanctuary, there was a main floor, three sections, and then balcony. I'm assuming that full packed, maybe 200? No, I think it's a little bit more. 250? 250 to 300, yeah. 250 to 300, mm-hmm. fully packed. Right. And this is October 9th. 
Um, Weather's not too. It wasn't hot cold. at all. No, but it wasn't too cold right. either. It was. It was a. It was a really nice um, Saturday fall, fall day. Fall day mm-hmm. in, in, in in Detroit. Um, Tony got there, and I, the size of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, how 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 do we want to just go right into in terms of the? Yeah, just really yeah. quickly. Um, you I, know. Tony got to the church, and and I was there, and um, I was in upstairs, but in the room. And, you know, there were people coming in, but I had no idea that when they opened that door and I came out in front of the church, that it was wall-to-wall people. I had no clue that people showed up. I mean, it was standing room only. Tony, I'd imagine at least had to be 350 to 400 people. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, think so. They packed that place yeah. um, for us. Um, and, and so that was awesome. Um, that that was just overwhelming to us. That's the first time. I think time you I, said your knees yeah, were buckling. The first time. <laughs> now, I've ushered at 12th Street for years, standing up front without not locking your knees. But when I came out and I stood up there with uh pastor, um, and, and I couldn't believe it. I says, my knees about to I, I better get myself together. Go like, ah. <laughs> But it was a beautiful wedding. Yeah. Um, when I, um, we, we, we selected the song, uh, I, I wasn't up for a lot of tradition. The traditional, yeah. Uh, Here Comes the Bride. Correct. So the song that we selected, we felt was, uh, epitomized exactly what we had experienced the past four and a half years. And that song was by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross, Endless Love. Endless Love, correct. And it really... It really, again, it hit home to our true feelings about each other. And um, my father and I, although our relationship was still rocky, um, he did walk me down the aisle. He did. Um, The other beautiful thing was both my parents' parents was present and my father's and my father's parents were present. And that was meant so much to me because let's face it, it, these people, these men and women had a huge uh, impact in how I turned out in life. So to have all four of my grandparents there, that was just a blessing. That's true. And we're talking about from Alabama and from New York. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So it, it couldn't have been a, a more perfect day. And I know I keep saying that, but that's how I felt. But my father and I came in on the second version, the second verse of Endless Love. And normally the church is supposed to stand when the bride comes down. But I kind of think the the pastor that married us, I think he was a little nervous too because <laughs> had a lot of people. So he forgot to tell them to stand up, which was pretty good because everybody could see me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we got up there, we said our vows, and afterwards um, we took the the pictures and they got to the hall and we didn't even really eat dinner no, because we, really we were just, no. it, I mean, looking at it almost, I don't know what, 30, how many years we've been married? Easy. I'm sorry. It's coming up on 38. 38 years. Yeah. 38 years, yeah, yeah. It, and you know, as much as I want to remember that day, a lot yeah. of it, I don't remember particularly the reception. Yeah, agreed because people were going to the reception and we were still touring the neighborhood honking horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true, but but when we got down there, it was almost a scene out of coming to America because people that that were eating, they had already started eating when yeah. we were there, yeah. and there was so much food. And this is this really is a testament to how we live our lives too. 
we actually were feeding people off the street. Off the street. They, they were literally coming were coming in, in and getting full and getting plates. plates. Yeah. That was uh, the ate. two fish and five loaves story. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so I know we had at least 350 at, 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 least, at, at yeah. the church. And we fed at least that many more. Yeah. Now, mind you, no one paid a dime. <laughs> Unlike weddings, obviously, today where you count heads and 30-something, yeah, uh, yeah. no one paid for anything to eat. And I think that was great. And I think secondly, and, 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 and again, we were, I keep saying this word, poor kids, but we didn't have much. No. Nope. But the money that the church gave us to start our wedding, I had never seen that much money yeah. given to um, a couple. Uh, of course, I didn't have many. We're, to we're talking five hundred dollars, okay? That <laughs> was a lot of money back I, in yeah. 1982. Yes, 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 we had no clue. But, but yeah, uh, yeah. the gifts, the wedding gifts—I mean, two full cars of gifts. Um, again, it was the, the the perfect day. And when I look back on all the 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 challenges that we had dating, even though we were kids. I mean, we didn't really go into anything perilous or anything, but right. to us at that time. <laughs> but all the times that we had, the, the challenges, the stress, the tension, the arguments, the breaking ups, the getting back together, the, you know, do you love me? This, All of that came together in one day. In that one day. And it, it couldn't have been any better. And uh, we were able to stay at... A hotel downtown just for the weekend. It was the Renaissance Center, and by it, it was still pretty relatively it was, new. Yeah, it really was. And we yeah. stayed in the honeymoon suite, and we just had the best time. And one of the things that Philip said, <laughs> um, I must, yeah, the, on the, our wedding night, the was, wedding night, yeah. And this is definitely G material. <laughs> but when everybody left, and our friends uh, came yeah. to the room and had champagne mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and, and they left. And it was just Tony and I in the room. And I and it's like everything got quiet for a moment. And then I said, guess what? And she said, what? I said, I don't have to take you home tonight. That's right. No more curfews. No more <laughs> Never breaking again. speed limits trying to get home. Literally, we were home. We were home. And um, that finally. was just wonderful. And so, that's amazing. That was over 38 years ago. Yeah. And I still... And I'm not just saying this, but it's I still feel that way now. Now, you know, I'm I'm if I say I'm human, we went through ups and downs. We have changed over these 38 years, but that has been something consistent that I have felt about Tony since the day I met her is that I love Tony. And that makes the biggest difference. Um, I know there there are folks out there possibly contemplating marriage, and we're living. We're talking almost forty years ago. True. But I still believe that human behavior does not change. It doesn't. People are looking for love. They're looking for acceptance. They're looking for that. I don't want to say soulmate. That's kind of corny. But they're looking for that partner in life that understands each other. Um, when we're not in our best moods, that will love us, even though we probably don't deserve to be loved, uh, overlook a lot of our faults, care for us when we're sick. People are still looking for that. I don't. I, I really don't care what they say. They are looking for that. And that is true. We in our story are going to touch on a lot of different things in relationships and in our marriage. Some good, some not so good. But at the end of the day, we know number one, we love God first. When we stood on that platform 
almost 40 years ago, we made a vow not to each other. Not just. We made a vow to God. Exactly. And we said to God, we promised we would stay together through the good times, through the bad times, through sickness and health for richer or poor. We promised God. And Philip and I both, um, our relationship with Christ comes before our relationship with each other. Which is why we can make that kind of promise, because our promise is to love God. First, right. he is the glue that holds us together because he knew, knows us better than we know ourselves. How in the world could a 20-year-old boy know that this 17, soon-to-be 18-year-old girl would be the wife that he would stay with for this long? There's no way in the world I could know that myself. I had to trust God, and even when I did, there was no magic wand that God looked or gave me some crystal ball that say we would be sitting here in 2020 talking about our lives uh, from 1978. There was no guarantee of that other than the faith that God had shown me by his consistency in what he does. So when he told me that Tony would be my wife, I believed it by faith. That's all I had. And believe me, there's been many instances where that would be tested. But at the end of the day, just like I think I shared the last that, when things, God, he was the one that asked me, who did I tell? Who was my contract? Who was my promise to? And I had to remember, Lord, you promised me. You told me. And so that relationship has to override even the love that I have for Tony. So the glue that holds our marriage together, and that's the best way I can say it, is the love I have for God and trusting him. If I say that guarantees, yes, I think that is a guarantee yeah. that, that if I love the God, then and if he said you would be my wife and God is consistent, he doesn't fail, he comes through on every promise, he sees what we can't see, then I know that I can bank on that. So as long as my relationship with God, my love of God, overrides my love of Tony, I know that we'll always be together. And that's really nothing more I can say about that, (laughs) except that God can do some extraordinary things with ordinary people. And honestly, Philip and I, we're ordinary people. Yes, we are. But God has done some extraordinary things. And yeah. we just want to encourage and share those things with you. We're not anyone special. We we weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth. No. But just the desire and the willingness to submit our lives to Christ. Yes. So now we're married. Now we start our years as a couple. Oh, Lord. And <laughs> later on as parents, which we're going to start to get to. Right, um, right. But that, I think we want to yeah, round we can, we can down wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, what we're talking about in terms of how we got together to the day of our marriage. And we're going to start to shift gears now um, as, as Philip and Tony talk about their years of marriage and how that has evolved over 
30, almost 38 years now. Yeah. And so we just hope that you've enjoyed um, the, the early years of Philip and Tony, because I'm sure a lot of stuff you you brought back to memory. You were thinking, remember, oh, yeah, I remember that time. So, you know, we wanted to bring a little, little levity, levity, <laughs> a little, you know, just kind of getting you to remember your first love. You sure. know, and yep. uh, for those of you who are fortunate to marry your first love, I mean, that's just an awesome experience. But we just wanted that part to be, you know, just funny and joyous and, sure. and all kind of things. Now we're getting ready to make a turn. Now, I'm not going to say everything is bad, but again, now Philip and I are adults and growing up as growing up in adulthood is a lot different than yeah. growing up as kids. 18 and 21. Yeah. We're married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, but um, again, we, we just hope that these first few sessions that uh, we've had with you to talk about our dating experiences up until the time we got married, has been enjoyable. And uh, we're just going to keep it moving. Agree. Agree. This episode was produced and edited by Miss Kay Simone. Cover graphics by Indefinite. Music by Miss K. Simone. So until next time, I'm Phil Bugs. And I'm Tony Bugs. Wishing you a wonderful week. <laughs>